Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Hopefully you can see me, hopefully you can hear me because boy, we are working on new tech today. Uh, so I'm hopefully it is all working. Got a, a new computer last week and uh, been having fun and games trying to uh, get it all set up. So Apple, why oh why oh why are you making the M chips harder to work with than the Intel chips that you had before? That's my uh, big question for you for this week. So um, yes, unfortunately my new computer only works with one extra screen, not two like my other one did. Uh, and hey, there we go. But uh, minor inconveniences aside, um, right, got myself a beer, Boundary Road Brewery um, here. Um, so because of all those technical issues, I'm sorry, I'm not quite, I'm not uh, uh, as uh, prepared as I would like to be for this show, but these things happen, don't they? And the show must go on, break a leg, all those sort of funny sayings from the uh, old stage back in the day. So um, it would be good if someone could tell me that they can hear me because uh, that would be a bit reassuring in the, uh, the live chat, please. Don't forget, we're here at 8, 8 p.m. every Tuesday um, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can't comment on Twitter, but you can on Facebook and YouTube. So uh, if you bring, if you want to comment, please do uh, on that one. What are we talking about this week? Well, there I guess the two main topics. Um, that will be uh, the um, Women's Rugby World Cup final uh, and also the men's uh, international rugby that uh, has been going on. So uh, good evening, Simon. Thank you for joining us over there on the old uh, YouTube. Good to have you with me. I think it's going to be a bit of a solo show tonight. Um, so uh, when I go quiet for those of you listening on the podcast, because yes, you can also listen on the podcast as well. Just search for um, New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, that's probably because I'm taking a drink of my beer. Normally, I can do that when other people are talking, but not tonight because um, I'm all on my own. Um, so, uh, kicking off, and uh, just going to grab something. Um, the uh, game of the weekend um, was uh, the Rugby World Cup final, wasn't it? Um, between uh, England and New Zealand, or England, or the, the, uh, the Roses and um, the uh, Black Ferns. And uh, cracking game uh, that it was. So, this was after the um, third, fourth place playoff between Canada um, and France. And to be honest with you, I didn't watch that one. Uh, Canada um, losing that one 
um, 0 to um, 36 um, there um, for you for um, for that one. Um, so yes, so that was uh, I didn't watch that, but yeah, congratulations. That that shows you the difference between um, the, the I said the top three always with the uh, news with uh, England, France, and New Zealand. I think the three, the order that they were ranked on the world rankings coming into the tournament. Um, there was a gap between them and everyone else. Canada has done very well. Uh, they've had all sorts of issues um, with their uh, uh, coaching setup and had reviews um, around uh, how that all was was going and it was all uh, that's something that we've seen in quite a lot of um, women's sports um, around uh, around the world uh, we've seen gym, gymnastics uh, uh, canoeing here in the uh, in, in in New Zealand I think had one and uh, so a few other um, sports as well uh, including New Zealand rugby uh, had that review so to come out of that and uh, to make it to uh, the uh, third fourth place playoff in Canada have done have had a cracking uh, a cracking tournament uh, being sort of the, the most amateur of the four teams um, to reach the uh, semi-finals. Um, the, uh, then, then we had the, uh, yeah, the, 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 the final between uh, the Black Ferns and England. Um, in that first half, I've got to say, um, it looked like uh, England um, kind of had it under control, leading 19-26. Uh, um, at half time, uh, but it was uh, that was closed up with a try right on um, the buzzer. So it was 14 28 coming up to um, to half time. Uh, England's uh, rolling, um, driving mall, uh, working exceptionally well um, in uh, with um, with that one. Um, and uh, but had picked up that red card for um, a head clash uh, look. And uh, red cards were a bit of a topic for the weekend. I don't have any complaints with any of them. Um, that um, were given. So just to let you know um, on uh, on that one. Um, so yes, so the um, she, she came across wasn't intentionally high, but head to head contact. So she ran across um, and quite correctly the uh, the red card um, in that one. So you've got to say that England um, with with playing with a player down um, on uh, uh, for for uh, well since after the eighteenth minute. Um, did um, did very well, um, and were still leading with um, well with uh, with ten minutes um, to go. It was just a, a try in the last ten minutes um, that uh, that changed things uh, when New Zealand were also um, down a player due to a yellow card uh, in that one. Um, but say cracking final, cracking uh, atmosphere at the stadium. Heard lots of uh, we didn't I didn't make it to the actual game itself, um, but heard lots of people say it was uh, one of the most enjoyable uh, games that they have ever been to. Um, up there, the atmosphere was much better uh, at Eden Park than uh, than when they normally uh, go to. Pardon me to All Blacks games um, and things. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think New Zealand crowds uh, generally create a very good atmosphere they don't have the singing um what's the word i am looking for the singing tradition uh that we have in europe uh at some um, uh, at, at games uh rugby games but also obviously football games uh, but so they don't have, have that tradition here uh, in new zealand so it's just cheering or clapping um, occasionally uh, at all in um, all blacks games you'll have the uh big screen put up all and then blacks to try and get the crowd to actually cheer so uh, or make noise so it is a, a, a kind of a it's, it's not generally i say for me not um 
the best crowds for atmosphere here uh, in New Zealand. So to, to people to talk about having a good a good atmosphere um, was um, was cracking uh, on um, on that one. Um, LB says that yeah, he said all, all games in New Zealand need to compete at the lineouts, um, and they did um, at the very end, didn't they? In that last lineout, um, yeah, I think England chose the wrong option there, throwing short. Um, I think they could have, should have thrown over the top of that, uh, and um, uh, and then trusted their lineout more. I think it was a bit uh, that was a bit of a uh, taking the easy option, or well, taking what's supposed to be the safe option, not easy option. Sorry, that's the wrong word. Carried that safe option of throwing to the uh, front of the lineout. I think that wasn't necessarily. Um, best one there. Simon points out that there is a bit of singing at Wellington Phoenix games. Yeah, I think that's the football uh, kind of uh, tradition coming through uh, on that one um, there. Um, the viewer says, yep, yeah, um, good to see the Women's Rugby World Cup um, expanding to 16 teams in 2025. Absolutely. Uh, so four pools of four, uh, basically the same. I know the men's format now is, um, is four pools of five, isn't it? Uh, so 20 teams. Uh, so still um, so, but it does need to grow um, on, uh, on 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 um, on on that. So, so, so a lot of catching up to do on that side of things. Um, I'm a bit worried that the that the Black Ferns winning this will paper over uh, some of the structural issues that New Zealand rugby has for women's rugby. Um, in all honesty, uh, the 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 next level down um, is uh, Super Rugby Alpaki. Uh, which was three rounds this year. Next year is going to be three rounds plus two rounds of finals, so five weeks, uh, five weekends of games. Um, to have that as your stepping stone to international rugby just isn't enough rugby, enough competitive rugby for players to be ready at this le- at that level. It's worked this year because um, they have taken a, a, the, the, a bunch of players, uh, they've locked them away, but well, not away, but they've kept them together all year pretty much they've brought in some of the best coaches in the world uh, in um, Wayne Smith as head coach um, having um, coaches like Mike Cron uh, come in to specialize on the scrimmaging who's a, an expert there having um, uh, Ted in there as well as a uh, uh, well, an assistant or, or, or helping out with with the uh, with the coaching bringing in players like Dan Carter uh, to um, Kevin Mialamu I think has been in there as well uh, helping out uh, with things like kicking, etc. Um, so to have, they, they've thrown a lot of resources at this group of uh, ladies to prepare this Rugby World Cup. Also brought in a number of players from the seven side um, as well, uh, who have been professional for longer, um, to uh, to bolster that squad uh, at the end. There, I think what's it? Three players uh, from who have been at the seven sevens Rugby World Cup um, were then available at the. Uh, um, at this one. Talking of that, actually, uh, there was one little comment um, that Ruby Tui made during her post-match, which I thought was kind of interesting um, when she was being interviewed and talked about how she transitioned, uh, how she committed to the 15s this time and how she transitioned from 7s to 15s this year. And she did say that she'd been shafted um, by uh, the 7s. So I don't know what happened in that bit. Um, And uh, she didn't go on to elaborate. She moved on very quickly after she said it. Obviously caught up in the moment uh, and the atmosphere and all the emotion uh, when she made that comment. But uh, yeah, interesting that she doesn't feel like she's perhaps treated the best way um, by the uh, Sevens environment um, there. So um, the, I don't know if that story will ever come out, um, but uh, but there you go. I've not read Ruby Tui's book, uh, whether she includes it in there um, or not. Um, 
So the uh, so, so yes, yeah, so, so I hope it doesn't paper over the cracks there because um, I think that if New Zealand continue the way they're going, um, then the gap to England, France will extend, uh, and those two countries will pull away because of uh, the amount of games and the professionalism of their second level uh, or their, foot, their, their level below the international game. Um, is, is, is is higher uh, and has started to pay dividends as we've seen at this Rugby World Cup. The I know people have said, oh, look, the Black Ferns are the best paid players in the world. They get paid, paid more than the England players. Sure, for the international bid, but do they get paid out for their club bid? Um, you got to remember, people's total uh, income is not just from what they get paid by uh, at the international level over, um, for countries overseas. In New Zealand, look, it's it's all run by New Zealand rugby. It's all centralised contracts and all that kind of stuff. Over in England, uh, over in France, that is not the case. And so, hence, um, you've got to remember they are getting paid by their clubs as well as getting paid by their countries um, in that one. Um, so, um, the uh, interesting from LBC that South Africa, the balls of the first club stopped paying their women. Um, so, that's, uh, yeah, the international team is not paid. So, well done to the Bulls for stepping up and uh, starting that. Uh, that process over there in um, South Africa. So yeah, math, fantastic move by them. I didn't know about that one. Uh, thanks for letting me uh, know um, about that. Um, the um, and so said, yeah, look, it's not entirely true that the English women's club game is professional. It's a mixture of semi-professional, amateur, uh, and professional elite contracts. It is a mixture, you're right? But the amount of games, the amount of competitive games are exposed to is way higher than the level here in New Zealand. We have teams going from playing club rugby. Um, which uh, uh, in New Zealand, which I guess for those overseas, uh, we have club competitions that are provincial around the country. We'll have Black Ferns playing in the Auckland Club Rugby competition. Um, that uh, I say is just is a regional competition. It's not even a national competition. Um, then they've got the end, the uh, Farrah Palmer Cup, which is your which uh, is your national competition. Um, but but uh, as you'll know from uh, that's the equivalent of the NPC or Bunnings NPC, what you might have heard of previously has been called the Midas 10 Cup. Um, so that's uh, that isn't considered people. We would never take someone from Midas 10 and put them into an international environment. Uh, sort of Bunnings NPC and put them into an international environment. Um, so. Um, so that's uh, uh, is, is, is something that. Um, uh, so some of that I think yeah, is, is, is where that gap will be. Uh, Simon recommends the uh, Amazon Prime documentary, No Woman, No Try, um, which is about the uh, English Women's uh, Club uh, competition. So, uh, yeah, have, I'll have a see if I can dig that one out. I don't have Amazon Prime myself. Uh, so, the, um, so there you go. Uh, it's an absolute cracking game. Uh, I think one thing that this Rugby World Cup um, has shown is that the, the women's games are just as... Um, the uh, are just as entertaining um, as the uh, the men's games. Now, does that mean that every single game is as entertaining as a Rugby World Cup final? No, it doesn't. <laughs> but that game was as, as entertaining uh, as uh, on, on par with just about any game um, ever. So uh, that was a very crack. That was a very very high quality and very good um, game. And as I say, that's uh, uh, that, that's what to me. That's what this one has shown. Um, now. Uh, a lot of people are talking about how the, the Phil Eden Park, fantastic. It is fantastic, um, but don't expect that to happen for every women's game, right? <laughs> Let's be clear here. Uh, it is a Rugby World Cup final. Rugby World Cup finals tend to get big crowds, or, you or tournament finals get big crowds. Um, 
the uh, you can get some big crowds for the uh, Bunnings NPC finals. Yeah, you know, some uh, depending on where it is, uh, doesn't mean you can get that for your average for your normal games. You still get two men and a dog turning up to those ones. Um, so again, um, whilst it's proven that there is an appetite for women's women's rugby, we're going to see what that appetite, how that um, see whether the momentum that's come from this competition can be um, gathered and maintained um, for uh, the uh, the domestic competition um, on um, on that one. Um, one of the um, uh, the things I have seen is that uh, the, uh, the the Chiefs have been announcing um, signings to their women's team, which is which is which is great to see. So um, there is they they are putting the kind of, they are putting their um, media machine, now, which is very small as any one person. Um, <laughs> this is calling machines a bit uh, um, look a bit um, perhaps a bit over the top, but um, you can see that they that they are starting to put together actually posting out about their women's team and their rugby team outside of the season, um, which is something that is um, very, uh, very important uh, to, to maintain and grow um, that, uh, that audience or, or to be able to try and keep that interest. Um, so you're not going to get 46, 45,000 crowds to Super Rugby Alpaki games. Um, if, you're, if, you, if you market it extremely well, you might do it for a final, but that's still... I would be surprised if you did, uh, and I just don't see that the that there is the will there from New Zealand rugby to put the effort in um, behind it. Now, some people say, "Look, they got to um, they've got to earn their own sponsors, they've earned their pay, and all this kind of stuff." Fine, I'm not asking, I'm not saying that they should be getting equal pay to the All Blacks. The All Blacks bring in more money, uh, um, sponsor money, and therefore uh, you need to spend that to keep it up there. But you do have to invest to get a return you're not going to get a return just from so there does need to be an investment at this point to give them the the structures um to give the support per team to give them the games and to the pathways to enable them uh to to enable there to be a support and a fan base for it Um, and that's where um it's um it needs uh, to be uh not says black ferns were able to spin the ball wide and score with that red card, feeling the of, of the uh, early professional rugby of the men's back in the nineties. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that's been said is look look as to how um, enjoyable the style of rugby and enjoyable the, the way that people were playing or the, the women were playing in these um, these games, and that would we lose that with professionalism? Well, maybe we would, maybe we won't. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, one of the one of the things I did tweet out um, during the first half of that rugby game as well, where are the scrums? How am I supposed to go and get myself another beer? Um, the, um, the, um, the game, kept the, yeah, the amount of ball in time uh, would be interesting to see. There's definitely, a, uh, I've seen various stats saying that it's higher uh, across the tournament uh, than the average men games. Um, so that was, um, that. It, it makes it more entertainment, entertaining that way um, rather than stoppage after stoppage. And he also had yeah, great contrast of style. Look, the England's rolling more was, I mean, we had Boa, who was a, um, a world rugby uh, um, coaching uh, um, uh, mentor. And so he was saying, look, that's some of the best mauling technique he's seen ever. So it's a crack. They, they are, the, the Red Roses were very, very good uh, in that aspect of, um, of the game. So, um, look, we'll see if uh, New Zealand rugby can... Uh, ride this wave and, and try and continue the momentum in the uh, the women's game. As I say, I'm not I'm not um, uh, I'm not very enthusiastic. I'm not very um, optimistic uh, about that happening. Um, I do, but we'll have to wait and see uh, how that all um, pans out. Um, 
so that's it on the uh, the, the women's um, side of things. My uh, well, eighteen minute monologue uh, about that. So it's time for a uh, a quick drink of beer and uh, to move on and have a chat about uh, the uh, men's internationals from the weekend. Um, a picture that I've put out uh, and I put out there um, on our Facebook page is the one that I'm showing now. So for those of you on the podcast, what I've got here is a list of all of the games um, and the world rankings and then the uh, margin, winning margins of it. So some thoughts from the uh, from the weekend was that four um, out of the 12 games were won by the lower ranked country, uh, Italy beating Australia. Um, Samoa beating Georgia, but they were 13th and 14th ranking going to the weekend. Um, Romania losing to um, Uruguay again, 17th and 18th in the uh, tables. Those those two you'd see, say were coin flips. Um, but the other kind of upset was uh, Wales beating Argentina 9-6, to six, um, one that, um, I'll be honest, I got a free uh, uh, bo- oh, a bonus bet um, via the TAB um, this uh, weekend because I've not been putting many bets on, uh, so they're trying to encourage me back. And so I put that on to Wales to win that game because I think Argentina backing up um, uh, the performances. Re- they beat the All Blacks this year, but their performance the following weekend um, definitely dropped off and wasn't as great. Uh, after Argentina beat England last weekend, um, I just wasn't uh, convinced they'll be able to put that performance, uh, put another performance in back to back, and hence that's why um, I backed Wales there. So there's uh, so it does show that actually even though. Um, we probably do malign the world rankings and say, what's the point of them? And do they really mean anything? Um, it does go to show um, that they're pretty accurate uh, or give you a pretty good, a, a pretty good idea as to who are the um, better teams in week one. Um, for example, again, for those of you what, uh, who, are, who are on screen, you can see that three out of the 11 games were won by the lower ranked team. And again, um, one of those was a uh, Spain versus Tonga, which is 15th and 16th in the world. So again, a coin flip one there, but so, so again, the the are, are the world rankings one hundred percent accurate? No, they're not. But it does give you an idea, uh, for, especially for those um, people who aren't necessarily uh, keeping their eye on the game the whole time. Um, of the, a good idea of the relative strengths of the, uh, the different teams. Um, on that one, I mean, Simon points out the Romania lost the match in the eighty-first minute, and the Henny also um, uh, they also lost by only by. by by five points. So again, a sort of losing bonus point one there uh, in that one. And if we look at this, we had uh, Italy versus Australia was a one point game, as was Georgia Samoa. Um, then we also had Wales Argentina was only seven points. France South Africa four, and Romania Uruguay five. So five of the games were within um, one score um, at uh, the um, at the moment. Uh, or in this one, so again, a bunch of competitive games. Sure, there were a couple of blowouts, Portugal versus Kenya, um, for example, and the USA versus Hong Kong. Uh, both of those in the World Cup are charged with the two biggest um, margins uh, in that one. The um, uh, so and it's going to be cracking to see uh, the USA versus Portugal. Uh, in the final round of the charge, Kenya and Hong Kong having both lost both their games, going to their, their final game with uh, just pride on the line, whereas uh, Portugal and the USA will be playing it out, playing off for that final place at the Rugby World Cup 2023 in France, the Men's Rugby World Cup, um, that is. Um, so, yes, that's the that, in some ways, that's probably the biggest game of the weekend coming up um, is that one between those um, two teams because of what's uh, on the line. 
um, for that one. So a uh, cracking game from both of those. As has been pointed out, Portugal currently um, do um, head up the uh, the table um, in that repechage, but it's purely on um, uh, points difference. Portugal, two, two games, two wins, plus 113 points difference, um, whereas the um, USA, two wins, plus 96 points um, on that one. So again, so both of them, that's only after two games. So both of them won their games by kind of like 50-odd plus in both of them. Um, Hong Kong minus 70 and Kenya minus 139 would suggest that Hong Kong go into that final um, final game and third, fourth playoff kind of thing uh, as um, a slight, uh, as, 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 oh, as favourites into uh, that one. But so yeah, Portugal, USA uh, will be an interesting one. Look, I think it's very important for um, the game in the USA for them to be at the Rugby World Cup. Uh, all, that, all that effort uh, and investment that's gone into uh, Major League Rugby uh, looks it's the first time they've had a fully professional uh, squad for the USA men's um, and uh, for them to um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for for them to to, to not make the Rugby World Cup um, I think will be enormously damaging um, to the game over there uh, and obviously it's one of the you know, it's the biggest growth sort of country at the moment when you think about the market and financial etc uh, so uh, it'll be um, so it's really important for the USA to do that. Portugal, on the flip side, again, um, the uh, important for the game in Portugal. But uh, I don't think we can. Uh, I don't expect to see Portugal putting together a fully professional league, etc., um, any time soon. So uh, we'll have to wait and see um, how uh, how that one um, uh, how that one all pans out. Uh, but um, yeah, good luck to both teams, uh, and obviously may the best team win of the day. All of that kind of wonderful stuff. Let the rugby be the winner. Um, so the I uh, um, watched uh, the uh, France versus South Africa one. I also got up and watched um, Scotland versus New Zealand. I did say I would try and watch Italy versus Australia because that result there. But sorry, I didn't. And there's been a lot of flack on social media for Dave Rennie um, in that one um, with uh, um, kind of with, with other people um, talking. Um, about the fact that um, uh, what's um, uh, about, yeah, look, is it the system or is it the coach that's causing the problems in Australia? Uh, um, the uh, I, th I do think, don't think the system is helping um, Dave Rennie um, at all. And I think stability of uh, the game, of, of the Super Rugby sort of level and the game in Australia is needed. Obviously, we've had the force coming in and out. Um, question marks whether the rebels would uh, would still exist. What's the format of the competition? All that kind of stuff, um, and then an NPC like level beneath that would also be useful. Um, Simon has pointed out that um, Portugal would be good in the European Super Cup, uh, and uh, they have players in the French League. Yes, but I'm just going to say I'm say expanding within Portugal in that way. I do expect them, yeah them to more players uh, in other professional leagues, particularly as you say the uh, the French top fourteen and Pro Dada. Um, as well, um, the uh, uh, Rio talks about yes about uh, Bulgaria and Algeria. Virtually no one knows when or who they play, and yet they've jumped twenty places in two years. So yeah, there's lots of adjustments that could be made. Yet yeah, that we need more games, more international games for it to be uh, a true reflection of um, where everyone really stands. Uh, there is that, um, but um, the uh, uh, what was I going to say? The uh, we're already at. Um, Really, sort of player welfare issue um, overload uh, 
adding more international games. I think we think there's room um, for that one there um, at all. Uh, Neil Octon Wright says uh, he thought Wallen is at risk to Italy choosing a second 15 before the game. Yes, a lot of changes for the previous week. You've got to remember, though, that Australia have got Ireland and Wales coming up. They've still got two more games. Most other teams have only got one more game at the end of, well, for the Southern Hemisphere teams at the end of their season. Um, and uh, the Wallabies, uh, yeah, players cannot play every single game. They do need it to take some rests. And uh, with the Wallabies um, already having had two games from memory in this uh, window, because they played, uh, didn't they play a game, a sort of pre um, a pre-window game from uh, from memory. Let me have a quick bring up the uh, Wallabies um, fixtures. Um, they uh, yes, they played Scotland on the 30th of October, um, then France, then Italy, then Ireland, then Wales. So they've been playing five games on the bounce, which no other team or, the, or, that, or I mean, um, the I don't think any other team is doing that. The All Blacks fall on the bounce with that uh, Japan game. Um, South Africa four on the bounce because they're playing. Uh, is it England? I think it is. Um, after um, outside the window in that um, in two weekends um, time. So um, look, uh, they've got they're playing the most games uh, of anybody during this window. Um, this clearly uh, the Italy game when you have got Scotland, France, uh, Ireland, and Wales uh, would be considered the uh, the easiest or the or the um, game. So that's when you have to, you're going to have to rest players um, at some point. I don't think that people um, people have appreciated that, and they're saying, "Oh, you've got to play the best team every week." You can't do that five weeks um, on the uh, bounce um, on that one. Um, so, uh, so yes, yeah, so not a, not a cracking um, one there. So, so, so yes, yeah, so not a cracking situation for Rennie there. Uh, we'll have to see how um, how that one goes. Um, read something about him trying to sort of say back me or, or sack me, kind of thing. Uh, give me. A contract beyond the Rugby World Cup. I'm not sure about that one. Um, that, uh, but hey, uh, generally giving guys um, contracts before Rugby World Cup doesn't tend to um, sort of sort of work out very well. So um, I'm not sure about whether you'd want to do that um, with um, with Dave Rennie. LB records a box on the right track, having lost number one and two in the world by only one score. Um, yeah, look, I mean, uh, there's a good reason why the Springboks are in top four in the world and top three coming into or in third place coming into this um, uh, coming into this uh, window of games. They're a cracking team. They're a World Cup champions. Um, they're all. It's, uh, it's unsurprising that they're still uh, up there um, around that one um, as um, as as well around Italy. Yeah, the current head coach is doing some real good work using their backs and uh, yeah, that, a lot of that's uh, Conor O'Shea. A real shame that I think he left. Like he was putting a lot of good groundwork in there in Italy um, on that one. The reviewer, will Springboks rest players for Italy? Um, the, uh, we'll have a start, we'll have a look forward to the um, the games uh, that are coming up uh, later um, to talk about uh, that kind of one. Good points here about the uh, midweek games being played by some of the, by, um, uh, by the uh, South African teams. And that's probably where the uh, New Zealand 15 should have been done is playing midweek games would have been cool rather than clashing and having games at the same time as the All Blacks. But uh, hey, well, that's a uh, that's another one, isn't it? Um, to uh, to talk about um, on, uh, but we'll probably leave that one um, there. Um, so yes, France versus South Africa. Look, cracking game. I enjoyed watching this one. Uh, look, South Africa have been criticised um, a lot about the speed of their playing style. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, let's be honest. Um, but I thought that, that uh, this game, this, the pace of the game um, was very good. The game wasn't slowed down lots and lots. Um, so to me, uh, look, um, yeah, uh, credit where it's due. I think France and South Africa played um, this game um, very well uh, to, to on on uh, on that one. Um, and uh, look, there were two red cards in this one. Both of them, um, I'm happy with. Uh, look, Peter Stefanski was saying, look, he wasn't intentionally trying to headbutt the player. No, he wasn't. Um, I, I get that, um, but um, and I made, but I pointed out. Uh, so I put on Twitter that uh, yeah, players who are um, uh, about how they coached, uh, we're going to end up with these. And someone said, oh, you can't say that he was coached to headbutt. No, he wasn't coached to headbutt that. Sure, there was uh, a bit of a push um, as well. Um, but look, if uh, we're going to have players diving in straight off their feet um, at Rucks, this isn't about South Africa, this is about all teams and how all coaches are coaching um, the, uh, the breakdown, um, then we are going to get... Um, head clashes like this, and that is going to um, uh, is extremely dangerous. And we've got to think about some um, players' welfare uh, about this. And those sort of things have to be um, carded. But I don't think we're going to get uh, a change of um, behaviour unless we actually change how we referee the breakdown. It doesn't have to. We don't need law changes in there. We just need to referee the actual laws that are there. So, for example, players should not be allowed to put their um, shoulders below their hips. And that would pretty much remove or uh, would definitely re- restrict the amount of jackling um, from the game um, very quickly. And also would be a lot less players putting their bodies um, into, um, uh, into into those dangerous situations. Uh, next up, and players, oh, if we reduce the amount of jackling, we, we reduce the amount of the, 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 the urgency for players to quite throw themselves in there and do the clear out. Secondly, get rid of the clear out. Um, you're not supposed to come in and tackle a player. You're supposed to come in and bind and push um, is what's supposed to happen. The clear out um, is a relatively modern thing um, and isn't what a, how a ruck is supposed to, uh, how a ruck was kind of, how the laws for rucking um, were written in the first place. You're supposed to stay on your feet and you're supposed to push and push over um, the ball. Um, so look, that to, to me, if you if you if those two things, players have to stay on their feet, and um, players can't put their shoulders below their hips. And I think we change what the ruck is massively and make it a lot safer um, for everybody. People have talked about, oh yeah, you should enforce binding. You have to bind someone before you can join a ruck and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the um, I'm not sure if that is 
possible, um, but it would create space around the rest of the part of the pitch, wouldn't it, if you had to get more um, people down there for that one. So um, I do think that, uh, uh, the, yeah, that the, the ruck does um, need to be cleaned up and the way that all top-level coaches pretty much are coaching it, or the way it looks from the outside anyway, um, is uh, that um, uh, is, is basically that, uh, yeah, we're going to end up with these situations and player welfare isn't um, a consideration for that one. LB says that the box played down uh, a man down for 90 percent of the game came within a score. Um, yeah, very good showing by the box. Uh, it's a cracking game, but you've got to remember that France were also down a player for quite a long time as well. So, And they also lost players to injuries. I think France may also be happy um, with this, uh, not too upset for the fact that it's only one score win for them um, on that one. Nocturnal rights goes, okay, no card um, uh, about the uh, Colby getting hit in the head by du um, uh, DuPont's uh, head. Um, uh, the um, a Colby, uh, sorry, um, I'm not sure which what which, uh, uh, which 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 one you're um, you're referring to there, but I think yeah, the the Colby one again. Look. Uh, sorry, the, the DuPont one again. DuPont came from a distance. Uh, look, he was running in. Initially, I thought he was just standing there, which goes, oh, it's hard to jump here. But no, he didn't run across. And he's got to understand that if you're trying to catch in a crowd, uh, you've got to get in the air. If you don't get in the air, um, you, someone else will, and you're going to be putting them in dangerous situations. So, yeah, happy uh, happy with the uh, the red card for DuPont. Um, a lot of people are saying, look, are we, um, are we refereeing the outcome, not uh, the intent? Absolutely, we are. Um, that's how the laws are written. The laws are written to to punish by outcome, not by intent. Um, intent is difficult to judge. Uh, so yes, so if Colby, if um, the player does a three sixty lands on their feet, that's absolutely fine. You're going to get a penalty, and you're not going to get a card. Um, if they uh, if they only rotate one hundred eighty and land on their head, you get a red card if for the, if the exact same action. Similarly, in the clear out, if Peter toy does that and doesn't hit the head. He doesn't get a card. So um, both of them were ruled on outcome, not on uh, intent. Uh, and that's how the laws are written, folks, um, at the moment. So um, it's not the action. It's a bit like if you swing a punch. If you swing a punch and you miss, you're not. You're just going to get told off. If you swing a punch and connect and punch someone in the head, it's a red card. So all these things um, are, um, uh, are, uh, um, are outcome-driven. Uh, DuPont stopped and Colby jumped towards him. Well, he jumped, Colby jumped to catch the ball. Yes, we are encouraging jumps and leaping. Um, so look, I'm happy with all the reds. Uh, and yes, the way we are, the way, the way the rules are written and done is via um, outcome. I'm going to very, very briefly talk about um, uh, Razzi and I guess, and also other people who've been po posting things. Look, uh, South Africa is not the only team that does it, or South African fans are not the only team that does it. All of the fans do. Razzie's the only uh, sort of director of rugby or head coach that does um, get involved in this on social media, and he kind of is leading the way and legitimising it. And hence, whenever the Springboks lose, we just they it's um, it's it, there is this this, this minute uh, um, video analysis done to find every call that went against them, but no calls that went for them. Uh, look, say every team, every, every, supporters of every team do it to a certain degree. It's just that at the moment they're doing it more than anyone else. Uh, look, I think it's the when after every single game where uh, most of the discourse on social media is um, about um, 
um, is, uh, uh, is is negative and moaning about the referee, uh, that's not good for the sport. Um, one of the things we've discussed previously is that, uh, especially talking about the way that Fox covered uh, rugby in Australia, was they were always moaning and complaining about Super Rugby. And funnily enough, the audience dropped. Um, and uh, now that we've got, uh, now it's moved over to Stan Sport, where they're all positive and, and trying to in, uh, talk about the positives of the games, not the negatives. Uh, funny enough, the um, more people are watching it because uh, they, they they want to watch something positive and want to watch good stuff. Um, so, uh, to me, one of the big one of the big problems with the sport uh, is uh, one of the big problems the sport has at the moment is the discourse on media, social media. Um, and it's done by mainstream outlets as well as by actual fans, um, and uh, the uh, even by sort of rugby pass, which is world rugby owned. Um, on that one, um, it's uh, we need to um, uh, we need to that needs to be um, uh, that that needs to be we need to we need to try and change that because uh, it's just going to drive the sport down and, and kill the sport um, if we're not some. Um, Talking about it, um, Simon says, "Yeah, Sandsport has does have some negativity with Tristan Harrison. Yes, but it's not total negativity. You, you, you can point out things that have gone wrong, but you could, but having, uh, but where if if ninety percent of what you're talking about is negative, then then that's bad." Um, LB, um, the NFL and NBA have fired poor refs. I've got no problem with holding them to account. Um, yes, the, there's holding them to account, and then there's moaning about every single call they miss. <laughs> there's two um, different um, things. Um, there's, uh, there's, t- there's two different levels. Uh, there's two, there are two different things there. Um, we've gone past holding referees to account uh, in, into um, microanalysis of they're humans. They're running around. They're trying to spot things. And I'm sorry, but things will get missed. Rugby's laws are way too complex to actually referee. Um, the administrators have put it in put, put referees in a situation where they cannot referee the game, um, in my opinion, and get things right. There's just too much going on. Uh, and they're told to ignore things to let the game flow uh, because they could blow something at every single breakdown. The and with that, what that means is when players and coaches know things are going to get ignored to let the game flow, well, they're just going to push the boundaries. So we're going to get more and more illegal stuff, um, and therefore there will be illegal stuff at every breakdown you can pick out if you want to. Um, but so increasing the number of referees, as been suggested in the live chat, there will not help. <laughs> as I say, uh, what um, they're told to, to they're told to miss, they're told to not ping things that do not impact play. Um, so, uh, or then they've got to make a judgment call on that. So, um, the, uh, the the we've got to we, what we need, need to as a sport understand is the refer that you cannot um, uh, you, 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 we, we, the, refer- the game is impossible to referee. There will be missed calls and. Um, we just got to, you're going to live with that because over the balance of time, uh, it will even out um, across them. Either that, or we scrap the rule book and start again, folks, because and simplify the rules, which I think we should actually do to try and make it easier uh, and possible to referee. That's the last thing I'm going to say about that and move on now. Scotland, um, New Zealand. Wow, this game kicked off with uh, New Zealand, what was it, 14 0 in the first 10 minutes? Um, zoomed out to a lead, and it looked like, well, this is going to be an absolute drubbing um, for um, for Scotland. Um, but uh, they bounced back, and um, suddenly it's uh, um, fourteen all 
um, after 16 minutes. You think, wow, this is going to be a very, very high-scoring game. Well, no, because uh, 28 points scored uh, in that um, first bit, uh, in that first sort of 16 minutes uh, with only 50, uh, 54 points scored uh, in total. So more than half the points scored in the um, first um, uh, first, 16, uh, first 16 minutes of that one. And to Leonard Brown, Again, that yellow card, absolutely um, uh, happy with that. It was clearly a penalty try. Because, oh, the ball was bouncing away from him. Yeah, yes, it wasn't bouncing out. He would have been able to change direction and get it down. I'm, perf- I'm, I'm more than happy he would have done. People saying, is Antoinette Brown off the pace? Of course he is. He's only, he's only um, played his sort of second game back or something from injury or two or three games back. I mean, he's hardly played any rugby um, this year. He is going to be off the pace. Dane McKenzie was off the pace after his um, big injury layoff and took about a season to get back to where he is now. Um, the uh, Yes, so yes, Antonio Brown is off the pace. He hasn't, he's, he hasn't had much game. Uh, he's got to trust his body. Uh, he's got to trust, he's got to um, get back up to speed um, with uh, with playing rugby. So uh, yeah, um, the whilst people are saying, look, this must be Geordie and Rico um, as the, the 12, 13, we're going to stick with that. Now look, he can't do that for two reasons. One, or uh, Players can't play every single game. And two, um, uh, what if one of them gets injured? You've got other players uh, experienced in there as well. So, um, the uh, so yes, yeah, so I do, but I do think Geordie is the best 12 at the moment for uh, for the All Blacks uh, that they've got available to them. So, um, the so yes, yeah, so it's those pieces. Scotland, uh, look, leading 17 14 at half time um, and basically won the game between the uh, 10th and uh, the uh, 70th minute. Unfortunately, uh, or, or 76 or uh, 65th minute, unfortunately for them, um, the bench has told um, and uh, the uh, two try, two converted tries uh, in the last 13 minutes was enough to um, see New Zealand um, home uh, with uh, Scott Barrett scoring one and Mark Talia having a very good uh, debut, um, you've got to say, uh, particularly on attack anyway. Uh, I know a few people were uh, concerned about his uh, tackling and defence, but um, on um, the on, on attack there, um, yeah, d- d- uh, had a had a cracking game with two tries. Um, as uh, LB says, yeah, fifty-five minutes of no score by the All Blacks. <laughs> when have we heard of that? That's um, that's extremely rare, um, especially against uh, Scotland. Um, the uh, there, so um, cracking game for Scotland, um, but just could not take their chances. In that, or enough of their chance, which I say, in that uh, 55 minutes, uh, they had um, more um, opportunities there um, to score and, uh, and didn't take them. I'll turn right, this game got better when for the All Blacks when Frizzell and uh, TJ came on. McCurry-Wine um, is still not good enough on the defensive side of the games. Um, yeah, look, yeah, I think um, uh blows hot and cold. I mean, he had a cracking debut. Um, for example, uh, seems to go well last year, but uh, not going so well this year. Um, the uh, so yeah, uh, that, that's in a black jersey. That is, um, so uh, I, I don't think he is the answer at um, at six. Um, that uh, is for sure. So look um, for um, Steve Hansen um, to uh, complain about um, the uh, uh, the commentary um, and uh, say that. Um, uh, it was disrespectful, and uh, what, what, what words um, did he say? Um, I found listening to the commentators last night a disgrace from the way they were talking about players and the game. In the end, I just turned off and watched in silence. You know what? Um, the 
Hansen basically, if you if you if it's not if you're not saying what he likes and what he wants, you're a disgrace. Uh, sorry, but um, uh, Hansen is uh, uh, a very tunnel vision and very centralised view of the world. Unfortunately, you've heard him about talk about players uh, being dis- disrespectful of moving on and all that um, kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, look. Um, if it's not doing what he thinks according to what he wants, uh, then you're not in a good place. So I don't uh, look. Not um, not a fan of um, of, uh, of what Steve uh, of Steve Hansen's mutterings along this sort of line. And he goes, this wouldn't happen in the women's game. Um, we've lost our way in the men's game when it comes to how we watch it and commentate on it. <sighs> Maybe we've lost our way on how we play it and how we interact with our fans uh, and make ourselves available, Stephen. Um, I think uh, you've lost the way. Uh, and you've uh, led the way in the, down the wrong path. Um, I don't think it's just you, uh, but uh, I think the men's game as a whole um, has uh, has done that. So, um, I'll yeah, uh, Hanson, great coach in his day, but I'm fed up with uh, what he did to the domestic game. <laughs> um, I'm fed up with how he, yeah, how he talks. Look, there's a number of good coaches around who might not be the best the people you want to have a beer with. Um, Steve Hanson, um, <laughs> Razzie, um, two good coaches um, who I not, not necessarily want to have a, have a uh, have a beer with, um, so yeah, there. Um, he's uh, he's not alone um, in that one. Um, so that's the games from last week. Let's have a quick look forward to um, this weekend. Um, Harlequins versus Barbarians on Friday night. Great to see uh, Barbarians out there playing. Um, we've talked already about the Rugby World Cup qualifiers with Hong Kong playing Kenya um, and the USA playing Portugal. Um, Saturday morning, two a.m. and uh, four thirty a.m. Um, for those. Um, uh, for those games, um, looking at the other games, uh, Leicester, oh sorry, Leinster, not Leicester, Leinster playing um, playing Chile. Um, great to see a tier two game, tier two team getting a, an opportunity like that. And again, um, why couldn't that club game be midweek? Uh, it would have been a better idea, but there you go. Um, that's uh, yeah, give or uh, well, probably probably turnaround time for Chile. Um, actually, to be fair, uh, but Leinster, yeah, good to um, with uh, with the. Uh, um, uh, the URC um, stopping during these windows um, that uh, def- that um, gives the opportunity for these uh, clubs or provincial sides to play uh, against um, tier two teams. Uh, Tonga take on Uruguay, and we obviously expect Tonga to um, to win um, uh, win that one. But two teams obviously heading towards the Rugby World Cup, so a good experience for both of those. Italy take on South Africa now. Um, there were some questions earlier about which will uh, will South Africa rest players um, for uh, this one? Um, and just in the same way the Wallabies did. Look, South Africa still got two, uh, still got another game to go after that um, as well. The difference between um, the uh, Wallabies and the uh, Springboks um, is that um, the uh, uh, some great uh, things in the live chat from Simon about availability of games. By the way, folks, uh, if you're uh, if you're um, which I'll pop up on screen, um, is that South Africa still got to play uh, England um, as well after Italy. So I do think they will rest some players. But I think the other point they've got is that they will lose a bunch of their um, European-based players who play in the uh, Viva Premiership and also um, the um, Pro 14 for that England game. So they won't have all their players available. So uh, the uh, expect the South African-based players to get rested um, more uh, than... Um, uh, more than the European-based uh, players in that one um, is, uh, is is my guess. Um, Wales v Georgia. 
Uh, that's uh, at home win written all over it. Um, Canada um, versus Namibia to um, uh, that's uh, an important game uh, for uh, for Namibia. Um, obviously, Canada not making the Rugby World Cup, but Namibia are so important for them. French Barbarians versus um, Fiji. Look, that French Barbarian side is pretty strong quite often, so that will be a cracking game. Romania, Samoa, um, that should be a decent game um, as well. Um, Scotland, Argentina. Um, look, uh, Scotland coming off the back of that um, good performance, um, poor result against the uh, uh, against the All Blacks. Argentina, um, disappointing against Wales, you're going to say, after what they did to England. Um, so um, the uh, um, so good for uh, so, so I expect a bounce back for Argentina for that one. Um, England versus New Zealand at 6:30 a.m. our time. Um, now because and that is on um, Sunday morning. Um, I'm going to have to juggle that. I think I can just about watch that one because I'm going to. Uh, one of the things I do is I sell toy wooden stables, folks. So search for Kia Play. Um, and toy wooden stables who live in New Zealand. We only ship to New Zealand, I'm afraid. Um, but I will be at um, the Waihi AMP show, showing those off on Saturday, and the Athenry Homestead Christmas Market on Sunday, um, selling my uh, selling my stables and wooden and um, my wooden toy stables and farm buildings. So uh, yeah, have to see about uh, whether I'll be able to sort of how, how knackered I will be for that, whether I can juggle that. Ireland versus Australia, 9 a.m. Normally, it would be a, a great one to watch Sunday morning and say, I will be uh, busy then, but uh, that should be um, a cracker of a game. Obviously, um, how will the Wallabies respond to the negative criticism they've had in the press um, around their coach? Um, and obviously, Ireland looking to cement that number one place in the world. Come Monday morning, France versus Japan, 2 a.m., um, and uh, Bath versus the Barbarians at uh, 3 a.m. So the Barbarians, two games for the weekend after having played um, the Harlequins on the Friday. So two obviously very different teams there. I'll be honest, I won't be getting up for France versus Japan. Japan not having had a great, um, or not having a great uh, time of it, um, losing to England 52-13 last weekend. Um, and uh, having had the All Blacks, England and France, that's a tough November window um, for them um, there with um, with that. So that rounds up the uh, the weekend to me. Obviously, England and New Zealand um, will be is is the probably the choice game of those personally. Um, but uh, a couple of other decent games, uh, a couple of other important games as well, um, especially that USA versus Portugal one uh, in there. Right then, folks. That's uh, oh no, one more thing um, before we uh, before we finish off, and that's. Um, World Rugby have uh, announced the uh, nominees for um, their annual um, awards. Um, and uh, there has been a bit of controversy about that one, about that already. Um, the uh, Especially around the world, the, the player nominations with uh, Lucanio Am, Anton Dupont, um, Johnny Sexton and Josh van der Fleer uh, being the four players nominated. Now, um, uh, the nominations seem to range between four and six players uh, over the years. Uh, so I don't know if they were allowed to nominate more, or whether it was just or whether it was restricted to four. All those players coming from the three top teams heading into the uh, November internationals. Um, France and South Africa have switched. Sorry, uh, New Zealand and South Africa have switched round since then. Um, there. 
um, on um, on that one. Um, the um, uh, obviously, um, Aris Vera, um hasn't uh, uh, been uh, selected for that one. That's been where the most of the uh, uh, whinging has come from. But look, uh, having seen the years that those three, uh, and look, Anya, um, um, a lot of people say, yeah, look, he, he needs to, he, it, was, it was a definite choice. Uh, having seen the year that um, Ireland are having, um, you've got to say that uh, with, with their sort of winning that first ever tour in New Zealand, um, being world number one ranked side, it's not surprising two of their players there. A few people questioning what's uh, Anton de Pont in there. Uh, now, look, and people saying, oh, look, it's, uh, it's Northern Hemisphere centric. Well, when your top two teams are Northern, uh, Northern Hemisphere or European based teams, you expect them uh, it to be a Northern Hemisphere um, weighted uh, in that one there. Um, so um, the uh, uh, so yeah so look, I'm I've got no problems with uh, with these uh, nominations per se. Whether it's Anton Dupont or someone else from France uh, is uh, is open um, to uh, open to a bit of debate, um, I guess. Um, I did see someone saying, look, uh, he shouldn't uh, be in there, um, especially. Um, having not having got a red card um, um, in the, the forty-eight hours ago, yes, but look, um, I don't th- I, from 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 memory. Um, this runs from from like first November to thirty-first of um, October. I don't think these these November games count um, towards the uh, player of the year. It's not actually the calendar year. Um, so, and it is only international games. It's not um, uh, your domestic um, games either. Uh, so. Um, so I don't think you can count what's happened in these last games um, around this one. Um, uh, LB says, "What about Esbeth or Severe um, not being in there?" Look, um, I'm not. Uh, if 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 they were, uh, I wouldn't be too upset. But I also I'm not upset them not being in there either. I think Lucania Am's probably the the, the standout Springboks. I'm glad, uh, I'm happy he's there. Um, uh, and uh, as I say, uh, not surprised to see two. Players in there for Ireland. Um, obviously, Van der Fleer has been uh, fant- has been wonderful for Ireland, and Johnny Sexton uh, is perhaps the uh, most important player um, in the world for any team because the drop off to him to Ireland's second choice number ten uh, is drastic. Um, whereas, uh, so uh, I'm not sure anyone, any other single player um, has got uh, or any any such good player has got such a weak backup um, as it were. So, uh, so look. Um, the uh, yeah, if they were there, fine, but I'm not upset that they're not there either. As I say, could there have been six players nominated as there have been in the past? Yeah, why not? Um, but uh, look, they've gone with four. Uh, I think it's probably already been voted on as well. Uh, I think this is uh, um, from and that uh, because obviously they get they get um, announced in what, like a week or so's time, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's all if uh, if it's already been all voted on anyway. Um, so uh, yeah, cracking one um, there. Um, not sure. Right, I hear a rumor that the number of subs will drop after the Rugby World Cup. Uh, if it does, that'd be great. Um, I think that um, the uh, a couple of things here. For um, we've seen with six-two bench that we don't need to have uh, three backs. So why not um, get rid of um, one of uh, reduce the bench by one because of that. Um, also, with the number of hybrid lock Lucy's, um, again, why not get rid of another one? Uh, I get rid of one of those as well. So I'd happy to remove two um, players from the bench. Insist that you still have to have three 
front row players, so the boot two props and the hooker, because we'd only go and sit down to um, Golden Oldies or uncontested scrums, um, and uh, then um, have uh, uh, one other forward um, and then two backs. So go down to what's that six rather than eight. Um, not to write my idea of eight subs, but only use four. Um, yeah, again, like that idea. The, the, the point of no matter what uh, is all good and well until you talk about forwards again. I talk about sorry, the front row, um, and there'll be lots of moaning um, about being reduced and going down to um, uncontested scrum. So I don't, I don't think that would work um, per, for for that one. Um, LB it seems to go against the box and uh, French. Um, they're not the only ones who have used six two benches. Uh, they're the ones that have used it most frequently recently, um, admittedly. Um, but uh, I think um, two things. One around sort of player welfare uh, is that so having sort of fresh players against tied players um, isn't necessarily good from player welfare point of view. Um, also, from if you make players have to have more, make more players have to play 80 minutes, um, then they will spend more time training on cardiovascular or aerobic um, training rather than strength training. So we're not going to have such big, so players will hopefully um, come down in size a little bit uh, and, and reduce the uh, power of the collisions and hopefully reduce the number of injuries um, is my kind of thoughts on this one. This isn't an anti-box or anti-French um, kind of uh, approach. It's one thing I've thought about. I, I've um, been backing for a for quite a while um, now on that one. Um, so to me, um, that is uh, uh, that's why I, I would like to reduce the bench. Also, on that note, um, it's easier for on the community game if it's twenty one players um, rather than twenty two. You can get uh, let's um, or uh, you can make yeah, basically get more. Uh, well, it's easier to put a team together. Uh, for example, um, actually on the community game level, I would have it as rolling subs as well, so that everyone gets um, uh, plenty of game time rather than someone turning up a seat on the bench for um, 75 minutes. But anyway, that's a different uh, topic entirely. Um, so yes, so for me, uh, yeah, happy with um, reducing uh, the uh, subs bench um, our post Rugby World Cup. Um, I think I say the six-two split has shown we don't need two players. Uh, in that uh, on that bench, in my opinion, um, and would make uh, yeah. I say hopefully it would reduce the size of players and therefore reduce the uh, injuries. Um, sorry if I got cut out there, folks. Press the wrong button. Uh, so thank you all for joining me. Don't forget you can support become a supporter of uh, New Zealand Sport Radio over at patreoncom nz sport radio um, Helps me with um, all of. Uh, the, uh, the the kit and stuff that I need and uh, um, software um, that I need for uh, to, to do all of this. So um, would really appreciate your help if you, you can afford to do so. Um, and um, I hope uh, you uh, all stay safe uh, and uh, enjoy the uh, next weekend's um, rugby. Catch you later. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and 
potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.